0: To the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Season three,
1: episode six. The, the swells. swells. It sure is swell.
0: Yeah. It doesn't swell. <laughs> <laughs> no, the swells. I wonder if you're not full of, if you're not part of like surfing culture, if you even know what that response means.
1: Swells are really good waves.
0: Yeah, the swells. Big ones. Swell.
1: Big dog waves. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> to surf. <laughs> well, it's just us today. It's just us today.
0: Yeah, and we have um, a—well, we do have some special guests later on. We do. We do.
1: But it's Mindy and I breaking down the episode. I like it. So sit back.
0: Relax. Relax.
1: Join us. Join us. On this swell ride. Yeah, you look cute. Very cozy today. I am just, you know, carrying through with uh, COVID fashion. Oh,
0: are you? Sweatsuits. Yeah. It own. was a funny day today. It was like stormy and then bright sun. It was a sun,
1: thunder lightning storm and my daughter was going to camp and I kept like waiting it out like, do I take her? Do I not take her? And so I wound up taking her and I can take our dog to walk her in and we're walking in and my dog just decides to shit right in the middle of the parking lot. Like, nope, there's literally a dirt path and grass right next to us. Mm-hmm. But she just stops in the middle. The cars have to wait. She's shitting. It gets stuck. It's a whole ordeal. That was my morning. Oh, good to know. I did not change out of my sweats. That's okay. We're
0: in the pool house.
1: We are in the pool house. We're in the pool house. It's casual.
0: (laughs) Anyway, we said the swells. We did.
1: Yes. The synopsis?
0: Sure. The synopsis. It's Marissa and Ryan's, well, Marissa and Ryan's relationship begins to drift apart, leaving the door open for... Marissa and Johnny's friendship to grow, which leaves Summer very concerned, a little overly concerned. Rightfully so. Rightfully so, you're right. Taylor plans a senior night lock-in and develops a crush on Seth. Uh,
1: Yeah, didn't remember that
0: one. Oh, some surprises for for Rachel Bilson. Meanwhile, Julie and Charlotte convince Kirsten to help them with a, quote, charity event, and Sandy decides to take on the Newport Group with a new business partner, Matt Ramsey, a.k.a. our editor our favorite Aww. editor. yes. Should, Matt Matt's going to come back because I mean, I just love how Josh actually names so many characters mm-hmm. after uh people that we know. Also, this is the first episode that we get to see Volchuk.
1: Yeah. Kevin Volchuk,
0: Nicole Chavez's
1: husband, Adam Brody's agent, Chavez. Does she say Chavez? Chavez.
0: Chavez. Nicole Chavez. And yes, and to this day, still part of your whole group. Yeah. They're married. Three three boys. Yeah. Yeah. This was directed by Michael Fresco, Mm -hmm. written by J.J. Philbin. J.J.'s going to come on at some point Mm -hmm. here. Original air date, November 10, 2005. So, let's just start at the beginning here, you know. Um, First thing we see is... Images of Trey and Marissa and the Mm -hmm. shooting and it's all edited. I wonder if Matt Ramsey actually edited this one. I can find that one out. It's either Norman or Matt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. But it was pretty good. And then we open on an eyeball and it's Marissa having a nightmare. Yeah. Which is so... I mean, I'm glad that the writers are, are... still reminding us that she's still going through this. Yeah, like it's this. not
1: just, you know, right. brushed aside. And at first I was like, why is Marissa staying in Summer's room? They have a huge house. But then it makes sense because she's still dealing with all this PTSD.
0: Mm-hmm. You she know, makes and, a point of saying that yeah. she said, I wanted to, I thought maybe sleeping next to you was going to help. Uh-huh. And but the first thing she does, she calls Ryan. Right. At four in the morning. He's like, are you okay? And she says, no, yes, but no. I'm still thinking about this nightmare. And he says, you know, he says it well, it's not real. You're safe and go back to bed. Which really wasn't what Marissa wanted. So Summer comes out and makes a comment about, I just thought you were a sweaty sleeper. <laughs> she looks cute and they're that was those are Paul Frank's pajamas. Were they? Yeah.
1: Yeah, with the skulls.
0: Oh my gosh. I remember they let me go to the or they invited me to the Paul Frank warehouse down in Orange County. No way. And I is
1: Paul Frank still does it still exist?
0: I think you can get it like on you can still buy Paul Frank, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's in. I don't know who owns it now. Yeah, because but that.
1: But you went to the warehouse and <laughs> got a bunch of stuff. Out, yeah,
0: they give you, they give you a bunch of stuff.
1: But and and mind you, Marissa's still in like a very sexy like some kind of pajama outfit, right? And, right. Marissa, and Summer's all covered up in her, right?
0: Because <laughs> she, she, you just got to wear what's comfortable when you're sleeping. Oh,
1: Jeff Grandzow edited the episode.
0: Oh my gosh! And then we use uh, Julie talks about Jeff Grandzow in season four because I remember that.
2: Well, there Isn't that you go.
0: Funny? Another name. Okay. So in this scene, though, I think um, it was really sweet when she says, "You know, Ryan went through the same thing, and he should be there for me." And 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 Summer says, "Well, I'm here." And she says, I just wish that That's Ryan— That's what she wanted to hear from Ryan. Yeah, yeah sometimes
1: you just need to be like, I'm here. You need to hear those things. Although, I don't know. Marissa wasn't super communicative
0: about what was happening. Well, and this is like adult things. Yeah, and You're and, right. I'm and then,
1: speaking from a 40-year-old perspective.
0: Right. Well, and I think, yeah, So so— And we're going to say this quite a bit in this episode because as adults, we're seeing that, you know, we're presenting what can happen to these characters when they don't have— therapy or guided or, you know, trauma recovery, I guess, assume. I mean, even Reva? Ryan, even Ryan should be having some PTSD. We're focusing on Marissa because she's ex- ex- exhibiting right. it. But Ryan's gone through something too and he's covering it up just like, yeah. you know, like that a lot also of people tracks. do. Yep. Sure does. But then Ryan does almost call back. And I'm like, I just wrote, go with the gut, Ryan, call back. Oh,
1: that's, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because he, yes. So, but then they're back at, um... Harbor? Yeah, it's kind of cute that they get, you know, they're all excited for him to go back. It's like he's, it's like his first day of school again.
1: Yeah, and he gets back in, but Marissa doesn't.
0: The first thing he says is, um, he wants to give... Summer's concerned that Ryan and Marissa, like, at the beginning of this episode, she's very concerned that they're going to fall apart. Right. Right? Yes. We got to keep them together. We got to get yes, them together. Let's make it's
1: plans. Like, let's all do things.
0: And and Ryan's like, um, no, I just want to give her space. And so we're like, no. No. That's the last thing <laughs> you want to do. No. No space. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so they plan dinner. <laughs> they right? do. They, they plan p- dinner.
1: But it doesn't happen. Why doesn't it happen? Because the swells. <laughs>
0: The swells. Mm-hmm. Again, they explained to what we were just talking about, that the swells are coming from Antarctica. And and that means we're going to get some height. Chili and, yeah, the surf, surf crew that and, she goes to school with. And we do something called Dawn Patrol, which means party all night, surf all, all morning. Which right. my, my husband goes to Dawn Patrol, like, all the time. Does they he? call it Yeah, they surf at, like, five in the morning, oh, four yeah. in the morning. Right. Yeah. That yeah. sounds
1: scary. Does he ever surf when it's still dark out? Uh-huh. Does it scare him? No, I guess not. It
0: scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Just because the things... You can't see the things under the yeah, water now. I'm scared even when you can't. I know. Jeez. So... Okay. Anyway. So, the swells are coming. She talks about um, going... You know, she's going to go to the beach. Marissa is going to the beach, and they're
1: supposed to go to the Coen's for dinner and all hang out. And right. And she's not She's there. been
0: invited, and she decides to go to the beach mm-hmm. and, instead. So yep.
1: And then, which I thought was kind of weird... She decides to stay. She's literally there for two minutes. And then she's, I guess, supposed to leave to go meet all of them. And Johnny's like, I forget what he says.
0: Well, okay. F- the first thing that happens was when they're at school, he says, how are, Johnny says, how are you doing? You look tired. Oh, Which, right. Which is so annoying when somebody says that to me. But she really is. She says, I really am. Yeah. But, but, she is. but uh, he says, he, he picks it. He says, nightmares. And then this is all of a sudden... They have this it's connection. Set up that they have this connection, mm-hmm. and so then when she goes to the beach, and he says, "I'm freezing," which, by the way, it was so funny. She, she says, "Where's Chili? and he says, "Look out there," and there's some random guy. Uh, wiping out on the smallest wave I've ever seen. She's like, ooh, ow. I guess that's supposed to be chilly, but it didn't. I think it was our stunt guy or something. Right. I thought that It was could, very quick. It was very quick. I did not notice. <laughs> but yeah, they instantly bond because he offers a sweatshirt up by his cool car. You made that note. I love, it's an old Bronco, isn't it? I know. I love old
1: Broncos. I love old Broncos. They're very back in, well, they made, you know, the new body style and yeah. they're like, and they're 80s, cool. 80s, 90s. But the old ones are real collectibles. Yeah. Probably worth a pretty penny that car. Yeah.
0: But he opens up to her about his uh, troubled Trauma. relationship with his dad, that he was a drunk, that he beat up his dad with a baseball bat. That
1: sounded really intense. Yeah. I was like,
0: uh... <laughs> I know. Oh. And, and I thought it was really beautifully acted by both Ryan Donahue. 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 Who. Donahue Who. Donah- Who. Donah- Who and... Donahue, um, Donahue. Yes, because also um, I had to notice that they were in what, the magic light. The sun set was, so was going down. Yeah. and It was beautiful. Yeah. The,
1: it's, but the scene is so intense. And I was like, hello, melodramatic. Like, it was very like, I shot someone and I beat my dad to a bloody pulp with a bat.
0: Well, and you know what's interesting throughout this whole episode? I kept waiting. Am I going to sneeze? I don't know. Are no? you? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: Think of an airplane. Did you ever hear that? No. People used to be like, just think of an airplane and you won't
0: sneeze. Interesting. (laughs) But I thought it was interesting that later on she talks to Ryan about how he gets her or he understands and they can talk to each other Mm -hmm. about Trey. But we never see her tell him about Trey. So... She, Does she actually tell him? She never... Oh, we well, never no, see her. But he
1: knows what happened because when she first starts at the public school... I guess everyone knows that. Everyone's like, oh, she shot someone. So he knows that she shot someone.
0: So he didn't need to see that. Yeah. Okay, so I was gonna... I'm gonna just say that. Okay. Thank you. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. But Here yes, but in the meantime, Casey sees her and comforting. And him,
1: yes. They look very close and they're talking and his girlfriend
0: Casey clocks it. Right. But the, so, but in the meantime, also, so when she, when she's, when he says, oh, do you have to go? He's such a little puppy dog. She's like, no, I'll just call Summer. But she also, so she, she, the next thing we see is Summer at the Cohens having dinner and she says, Marissa's not coming. And she, instead of saying she's at the beach with everybody, she yeah, says, she says she's at, the, at beach. the beach
1: with Johnny. I feel like that's a little shit disturbing. Really? Like she's being a little bit of a shit disturber, but she's yeah. concerned.
0: But how funny is Seth? He goes, "Ryan, try not to punch her." Yeah, <laughs> <Don't> punch summer. <laughs> she goes, "I'm just the messenger." Yeah, but it's that you know, funny. and it's like, okay, you know, and and they're they're both acting like after everything we went through, there's no cheating, there's no lying. She's in a situation. There's there's absolute patience in place. I think by both of them, mm-hmm. and not really understanding what's going on. But there's there's always. Actions aren't necessarily reflective of what's really going on. There's so many things going on underneath. And these are kids that don't get it. Julie has spent so much time trying to get her daughter into therapy in season one. Mm -hmm. That why isn't she doing this now? Because she's too self-centered and going through her own shit. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So she's not going to make dinner. Ryan now knows she's at the beach with Johnny. And the next morning, Summer, wake up. Wake up. Oh, and Marissa. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, she's like, let me sleep. She's like, no. I waited up all night for you. <laughs> yes. She wants to know what's going on.
0: Yeah. I mean, she she probably she wakes up, she sees uh-huh. sees her with her with her jacket and he, Oh,
1: she has Johnny's jacket.
0: Yeah, I know the signs. And said, <laughs> so then basically we have exactly the same thing where she says, I would never cheat. Okay, good. I needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, then what the hell? You're hanging out with this guy. She goes, I don't know. He just gets gets me. me." Who who did she say that about? Oliver. He gets me. Oh my God, you're right. She said that. And so they're repeating this pattern that she has that it's, you know, it's believable Mm -hmm. that it's par for the course with her. She doesn't get what she needs from Ryan or therapy. So she seeks it out in another guy. Mm -hmm. And that was what happened with Oliver. Mm
1: -hmm. Red flag. That's all I'm going to say. So she needs it somehow.
0: Good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, but then she says to Summer, come see for yourself. Come hang out with yeah, us. It's not a big deal. Dawn patrol, because she, party, whatever.
0: And she does, when when we look at ourselves as human beings, like if somebody accuses us of something, it's like... Let me analyze that. No, that's not what's going on. And so her intentions are true. Mm-hmm. But is it important? She's still not this. She's...
1: It's Marissa doing Marissa again where you're like, hello.
0: But but in, in this cross to bear for her is that she is that character. And Josh has said this, that every person that gets close to her falls in love right. with her. Right, right. And she's like, it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. But well, but having to be aware. I don't aware, know that it's not entirely. But, it's, but her cross to bear is that I've had friendships when I was younger with with men that I thought were my friends, and they develop things. Mm-hmm. Feelings that are a little bit more… Sure. Yeah. And it's like, no, no. I can be your friend, but right. I can't be that. Right. No. So, they're like, well, I can't be your friend. And I'm right. like, okay, I guess then we're not friends. Right.
1: <laughs> I bet you had to do that a lot. You too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Change of season means longer days, better outdoor activities, and more ways to get healthier, including checking in on your health and wellness. With Everly Well, you can take action today by taking one of their at-home lab tests or by adding their vitamins and supplements into your daily routine.
1: Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you, all at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need like the women's health test or food sensitivity test. I used the food sensitivity test on myself and my daughter because she was reacting to things, but I couldn't figure out what. And Everly Well sent us the test, and now we have our answers. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and so here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you with everything needed in one package. To take your at-home lab test, simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days. Balanced hormones are just one of the things that keep us healthy and feeling our best. So I actually did take the women's hormone panel test and I shared it with my doctor who helped me back. Balance- Balance those suckers.
1: And for listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash OC.
0: That's everlywell.com slash OC for 20% off your next at-home lab test.
1: everlywell.com slash OC. So now summer is going to go with Marissa. So
0: this is when we meet...
1: Volchuk.
0: Cam Gigande.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Hot.
1: One of my very best friends went on a date with him. Mm-hmm. Right before. Did I say this already? No. Yeah. right. I think right before he was on the OC.
0: Yeah.
1: OC became came before Twilight?
0: Just before, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right? And Melissa Rosenberg wrote that. She oh. was our, one of our writers. Oh, wow. Right. So, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Jackson Rothbone went on to that. And... <gasps> was anyway. he on her show? Yeah. <laughs> so
1: we meet Volchok. You know, as soon as I see him come on the screen, I instantly panic. Because I know what he's going to represent and what's going to happen. Really? Am I wrong? Yeah.
0: Oh, no, no. You're right.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> oh boy.
0: <laughs> and the people
1: he hangs out, is he supposed to be in high school? Because like his like right-hand man looks like he's 35.
0: No, I think he's out of high school and he's on the He's supposed to be kind of like older. Like 18, 19, yeah. 20. Yeah. Very good looking sure. man. I, yeah, he absolutely is. Um, yeah. I have, um, Julie has a, scene or two with him really coming up that is one of my favorite scenes ever oh I can't wait to see it (laughs) so so she goes to the beach and when it goes to the beach you get to Summer gets to meet everybody Uh and um, of course Chili's like oh hot girls travel in packs and and Summer's like (laughs) like wolves (laughs) yeah and I love that in Volchuk gives something a a little look at Summer (laughs) he does yeah he does like and Summer goes oh yeah he goes like (laughs) yeah
1: I'm like, ew.
0: (laughs) That's right. But uh, as they walk away, Volchek calls Casey over and he's like, hey, Casey, I thought you were the one dating Harper. Mm -hmm. And he's like, she goes, I am. And he's like, doesn't look like it to me. Yeah. And of course, he clocks that. Right. And so all of these things are happening kind of oblivious to Marissa. So they're at the beach party now, which is at Chili's. Chili's house. Yes. Which um, I wanted to look at this because um, I was watching and my husband, Adam... He instantly went, oh, that's Long Beach and I went I think it I think he's right right he de- it definitely is because in the background you see those
1: islands-hmm yes.
0: so those islands, aren't islands. They're actually... They're like electrical. No, they're oil drilling or oil, I mean. platforms that, right. they dis, that they... I'm kind of bugging me. I see that. They're oil drilling <laughs> platforms that they disguised... As islands. As islands. Yeah. And in yeah. Long Beach. So that's how you can tell it. That's from there. Yeah. And it's like this tiny little shack that's like just a few hundred square feet on the beach. So kind of a cool spot, actually.
1: Really cool. Yeah. Um.
0: So, anyway. Yeah, it so seems like a fun party.
1: It seems like a fun party. Summer is now paying attention to the dynamic between Johnny and Marissa. Very flirty.
0: It went on for a long time. That picture thing? Yeah. 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 He went and on actually, for a very long time. I can tell there's moments watching this series back where you can just see the real person. Like Misha was... That she was was Misha. being very playful. Yeah, yeah it was that Misha. That was the way for sure. Misha is in real life. Yep. Yeah, yeah she's sure. being
1: playful with him. And I'm sorry, looking at that, you absolutely, I mean... Summer was not wrong, too. but I mean, I don't think she should have needed to go to the length of like calling like, "Get mm. Ryan
0: here right now. That's mm-hmm. a little dramatic, but
1: they're for sure flirting.
0: well, it's flirting, and oh, she's having fun, but Johnny I don't know. it's is it is he having feelings or she's she's mixing feelings? I don't know. It's a hard thing to say. Does she actually have feelings for him, or they both have some kind of feelings that develop? There's a connection? There's a light. There's a a like, okay. Yes. Okay. It's hard being being young, and having like this whole committed relationship thing with the with the boy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) At any age. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um. So. So he because what does Summer do? She calls Seth to tell Ryan to get there. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're at the lockdown because Taylor has enlisted Seth and Ryan to help set up for the lockdown. Right. Friggin' Taylor,
0: and yeah, and she steals this thing, and, and Ryan's like, "Well, what is this about?" And he's like, "I don't know, emergency. You're supposed to get to this party on Dune Street." So at of the course, end of Dune Street, so he, of course, he goes and, and shows up. It. But I kind of think it's hysterical with you. Um,
1: Do I ever call him Atwood before this episode? <laughs> He shows up. She's like, Atwood. Atwood. And I say it twice. But
0: but there was a funny moment with Chili where you're sitting there and he's like, Oh, yeah. He's like, why don't don't you like me? i like, I already
1: date a dork. (laughs) (laughs) But she's nice to him. Like, she's being funny.
0: Yeah. It was very cute. And he was like, oh, that makes me have
1: Well, Johnny and I at the time were friends in real life because he was one of
0: Brody's really good friends. So
1: it's always fun to act
0: with friends. But I thought this was a very cute exchange because Atwood and right—oh, Right before he gets there, you see Casey and Johnny together. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Abort, abort, abort. Oh, abort. <laughs> but Ryan comes up with a quick thing. It's like, he's here to help me get back to the lock in. Yeah. Cause she's low on gas. Yep. That's a nice cover up, uh-huh. I guess.
1: I always like seeing Summer and Ryan when they have their interactions.
0: Absolutely. You guys get more of those in season four. They're going to be good. Oh, thanks. And, Can't um, wait. but then I thought there was this really well-acted, well-written scene between Ryan and Marissa when he's like finally like, what's going on? And she says, she explains, because she'd already apologized for um, missing dinner and saying that she was talking with Johnny. And he says, what about? And she says, it's private, Mm -hmm. which in itself is like, okay. He's like, I'm not going to be adult." It's
1: so adult to be like, it's private. I can't talk about it. And for them to be like, "Okay, okay, I get it or whatever. It's so adult and not high school. Like you don't you don't get away with that in high school.
0: <laughs> right. And then so when she says, you know, what's what's really going on? And she says, she is so, she's very communicative and spells it out. I'm having trouble with what happened with Trey. Right. And it's coming up for me. And mm-hmm. I can talk to him about it. And you haven't been able to do that. And he gets defensive. He's yeah. like, what do you want me to do? I can't change it. I can't do anything about it. And of course, these are these classic things that people fall into in a relationship with somebody when it's getting defensive and and getting pissed that they have feelings doesn't validate their feelings. Instead of, I'm really sorry. I love you. I'm here for you. And that's that's it. That's all she needs. As opposed to getting angry at her for having feelings. Mm -hmm. So it's not a good look on him to get defensive about it. And also, when she knows, she's like she doesn't say this to him, but it's like, you're going through this too. Right. Why aren't we discussing this? Why aren't we processing this? But then again, they're teenagers. Yeah. Who need that kind of, uh, you know, they'll get to it when they're 50, apparently. Right? In therapy. Is that right?
1: (laughs) I don't think, I don't think Morrison's gonna make it that far. Uh Oh. Oh no. Hey, spoiler. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 50. It's a long
0: ways away. (laughs) Sometimes. Well, maybe they'll get to it at 30. (laughs) Well, so she, of course, she actually has this. Like Misha did this great look where you know they have this argument, and it's like I and you and Summer shows up, and he's like, "I got to get back," and she's like, "See, like, kind of." She doesn't say anything. She's yeah, just like, like
1: yeah.
0: "Fine, yeah. yeah." This is you're not doing what I need right mm-hmm. now. So, and that is what being in a relationship is. Yeah, it's kind of difficult. Oh yes. Why? Yes, it is. (laughs) So it's so Johnny says, or she's arguing. Oh, Summer says you can't leave until you guys make up. Oh
1: God, I'm. Summer's annoying me. Really? Yeah, because she's like, no, Ryan, you can't leave till you guys make up. Like, get.
0: She's such a meddler. And why is she? She literally says it herself. She goes.
1: I'm Seth. Oh, my God. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder why she's annoying me.
0: That's (laughs) That's funny.
1: Right. She's being the Seth.
0: In the meantime, in the the meantime, Johnny's like, you should call him. And she says, is there a quiet place that I can do this? So they go, everyone goes back in the house, Uh go to Chili's bedroom, open the door and... Full Chuck. On top of Casey. Yep. And she runs out and then there's this cut to a commercial with that classic, like, don't don't
1: But wasn't it weird because Ryan and Summer turned the corner and Marissa and Johnny have just seen this and they're all kind of there. But, like, nothing is, I don't know, it was kind of odd.
0: Yeah, because I, I I didn't remember that this was what happened. And I thought Ryan was going to see... Johnny and Marissa in some kind of compromising Me too. situation, and Me too. it turned out to be something else. Right. So it was more like a relief. Yeah, like, for sure. Who? Yeah, for sure. So that that happens, and then Volcek says, "You get my sponsorship, I get your girl." Seems right. And then he gives Listen, like a kind of predatory. Look thing at to him! M- of
1: course, he gets the girl.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. And then he does a predatory like pat to. He's to such Misha. a jerk. Yeah, hot jerk. But then, hot jerk? Hot.
1: Oh, hot jerk. <laughs> right. I thought that was a new term for I know.
0: Hot <laughs> jerk. So anyway, we end with that. And um then of course they're sitting in the in the chili saying, I would get him, I'd I'd beat him up, and he's probably at the dunes with his bros. And Casey shows up and says, She basically says to Marissa, Johnny's in love with you. I see where this is going. huh And she's not wrong. Marissa's like, huh? Like, she still doesn't get it. Every single person has said it to her, and she still doesn't get it. And Johnny's gone, so they race off to the dunes, and he's confronting Bolchuk. He is. And he gets the classic sand kicked in his face. Did you see that? He shoves him down, uh-huh. and literally he goes, and sand gets in his face. <laughs> no. Which is never fun shooting those things. No. But Ryan
1: Clogson. comes to his defense and... Clocks Volchuk,
0: which he has like a whole crew of dudes. Yeah, he puts his hand up. But all I could think was, that's the punch that launched the downfall. Because Mm. now they're on each other's radar. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Volchuk's not someone you want to mess with.
0: Yeah. So, they pull Johnny aside. And um, in the meantime, let's go back because... they down. Yeah, because now... And when we go back to them at school and Taylor walks up, it's his first day at school and they're getting coffee. And Taylor walks up. Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. like, I have this lockdown. Uh-huh. And she's all excited. <laughs> and she goes, We're gonna do s'mores and bunts and burners. And Seth goes, Genius. He does that like genius. And she basically says, It's You, you guys have to, it's mandatory. It's a class. Have you ever done a lock-in? It actually sounds kind of fun.
1: I feel like as a senior class, it would be kind of fun. Yeah. But not under Taylor's
0: watch All you have to do is show up with a sleeping bag and an open mind.
1: Yeah. So she has this whole thing. And like we said, the boys, you know, have to help her set up. And then we get the first glimpse of what's really going on with Taylor because her mom shows up and you see...
0: Yeah, she's... That en- relationship. She's enlisted Seth's help and, and he overhears... Yeah, Seth witnesses this. Paula Tricky, by the way. And great casting. And she's... I thought Julie was mean. This is the meanest mom. Oh, yeah. On the OC. and oh, yeah. And I, she, I don't think she ever, ever redeems herself. Really? She literally is the, the meanest mom. And in <laughs> fact, Adam, again, was watching with me. I was, I was playing it. His face when she says, oh, and don't wear... Um don't ass tuck can't in your shirt handle, Yeah, tuck something. in don't tuck in your shirt. Your ass can't handle low rise pants. And his face was like, What did she just say? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is brutal. But that's why, and Seth witnesses it. So Seth's the only one left at lockdown, because obviously we're at the beach. And Taylor is being heckled, and you know, the, the the class is being really mean to her. And because Seth has witnessed this, he comes to her defense.
0: Right, he's got a few motivations here. He's seen that now, and also for the audience, we now, that's why when she, if you go back a few episodes where she tricked Summer, and she said, I'm um, lonely, and I don't have any friends, she was telling the truth. Uh And now Seth sees this. Now the audience has a little bit of um, empathy for her, Mm -hmm. her sympathy for her. And so now he's, he's motivated by, oh, this poor girl. I witnessed this. I know what it's like. Right or he doesn't know what it's like, but he felt feels bad for her. But he also needs to make sure that his friends don't get, they get in on the sign-in mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that he, he right. wants to protect them as well. He's like,
1: you have to do this for me since I did this for you.
0: So when she gets up there and she says, let's do trust falls and trust let's do falls, this. Trust falls, by the way. Okay, so that extra guy, or that he's not an extra, but he was hired and he got the three lines of dialogue where heckle. he's yelling.
1: Uh-huh. He was very
0: enthusiastic. He was very enthusiastic. A little yes. over. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: had a lot of Taylor
0: Townsend feeling loser, <laughs> and then of course, at some point, you didn't see it, but sure enough, you get the um, again with subtitles. Seth Cohen's a tool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They threw it in there again. That's so good. (laughs) My favorite line. That's pretty funny. Um, Yeah, so that's all going down. And once Summer finally gets back to the lockdown, she's pounding on the door. It's locked down. It's not open. And Taylor comes and hears her. Well, because Seth is like eating pizza with her. He's being so nice, right?
0: Yeah, she comes over and now she's got the hero complex of the savior complex of like, that was really great what you did for me. And in... So Can I have pizza with you? And then all of a sudden, she just instantly like shiny, Uh shiny object, Seth.
1: Yep. Yep. And Summer's knocking. And then Taylor, because things are going so well, she thinks with her and Seth, doesn't let Summer in. Yeah.
0: I I didn't see that one coming. I don't remember.
1: But I think, I thought it was so funny. She's like, I can't hear you. And Summer's like, you're responding to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. We covered all the children. But um, Sandy, Kirsten, Julie, and Charlotte just, um, you know, Sandy has, he actually found, first of all, Peter looked, you know, the kids go off to school for the first day of school again, but Peter looked really good in this scene when they're, t- they have the house to themselves yeah. and they're out back. Uh-huh. And it just like, he just, anyway, I'm making that good hair, yeah. good hair day. Peter with the good hair. Yeah. And he says that he's got a buyer from the Newport group and Kirsten's like, totally, we get it. And... We meet Matt Ramsey and mm-hmm. Kurt Williams and I like to give a shout out. Jeff Hefner and Kurt Williams played by Rob Brownstein. Uh, they're vying for the Newport Group. Mm-hmm. He just has Sandy one has one condition. He doesn't want them to to knock down his low-income housing project. Right. Which leads to Matt meeting with Sandy telling him the truth that this guy really is going to do it and he pitches himself as the guy that he and Sandy could run the Newport Group together because I was... I do not remember these details. Like, I didn't think that he was sa- selling Newport Group, and I didn't know how it happened. And it's an interesting thing for Sandy to actually say yes to this guy, but he does make a good point that he's so anti-corporate America and everything that they stand for. If he's in control of a multi-million, multi-billion dollar company, or whatever it is, well, it's nothing right now, that he could make a real difference in his not conservative way of thinking, I guess. Right. So that seems, you know, and I, it was like because P- uh, Sandy's gone through so many different roles on this show. He starts as a pup PD yeah. and then he was Caleb's lawyer. And then, so then, <laughs> there, there, there was something funny when they're at the bar celebrating and he says, I haven't had tequila in a long time. And I was like, you just did it with Rebecca. Remember they were drinking tequila? That was a while ago. It was the same year. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, but I thought it was funny because it was. It reminded me of Sandy. Sandy needed a friend. He needed somebody to, you know. Jimmy's gone, so now he's kind of replaced Jimmy with this guy with Matt, Matt Ramsey, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and Charlotte, yes. yes, yes, Charlotte wants Julie to throw a. She wants to throw a housewarming party, which I think is, you know, the last episode when she was like, "Let's," and and she said buys her this condo. I think we forgot to talk about that. Mm-hmm. When Julie was like, she should have been very suspicious about this. Yeah. But it. Uh, but she must be so desperate that it's, she's okay with it. Yeah, it's a nice condo. It really is. <laughs> I have those pants. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but she now wants her to throw this party and she right. gets Kirsten, which, of course, we're all going to be, the audience is suspicious of it. And she uses Julie um, Julie's state, I guess, to get Kirsten to do this. Mm -hmm. And Kirsten doesn't want to go along with it, but then she finally goes along with it. Yeah. Yeah. She does. But at the end of it, Julie finally sees these credit cards.
1: Uh I love that Julie catches her.
0: And says, come on, what's going on? Uh And she has to kind of come clean. And she's like, I'm not a criminal. But she doesn't, she says, because you haven't had to be. And the scene ends on that. Julie hasn't made any decision yet.
1: Right, she's basically saying, "Do this with me, and you'll make a lot of money." <laughs> I love and Julie's it. like,
0: "Hmm." <laughs> she's like, "I was never going to hurt you," and she was like, "I want to do this, this and that." And she yeah. says, "Are you drinking again?" Yeah. But there was one thing that was really important. What that, at the end that that happened after everything was said and done, and and Ryan and Johnny are in the diner, and Marissa and Summer are walking right. up, and she's like, "I feel so." Marissa says, "I feel so bad." I feel like it's all my fault. Mm -hmm. And Summer says, you and because of Casey and Johnny? She's like, well… And she says, do you finally understand? (laughs) And I think Marissa finally gets it because now when they see them together, that's when she says, this is about to get really, really complicated Uh for you. You know, she says, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, Coop. This shouldn't be a problem for you at all. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So I think at the end of it, I was like, so does she believe that Johnny has a crush on her at this point?
1: I hope so. Well, Casey flat out tells her. And I think that's when she kind of is like, huh.
0: And also, did she, did she, maybe because it wasn't just Johnny, maybe she actually does have feelings because she's looking and she wanted to keep it separate.
1: Yeah, and it ain't separate. But you know how that happens when somebody tells you that someone likes you. And even if you don't even think about it before, but once it's planted, you're like, oh, they do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the episode. That is the episode. And um, we, really fun today. Oh my God, this gnat. <laughs> really fun today because we have some live call-ins and questions. Hey. Hi. How are you?
2: Hey, Melinda and Rachel. Hi. Doing good. How are you guys?
1: We're great. This is very exciting. I mean, look at like everything in the background we're looking at. I, I keep spot, spying spotting. So, so many things. Yeah, fun is. OC Memorabilia
0: have <laughs> so I have a feeling yeah. that our audience will explain who we're talking to um Taylor Lord, there is a website has a website called everything o c website, and it literally has everything you've i mean i'm i i I went on it when we first announced this podcast. I started going just surfing things, looking for things, and your website had so many. Tidbits and behind-the-scenes photographs, and just things that you don't normally see.
2: Uh, so I even recommend- the
1: shirt you're you're currently yeah. wearing. Can you explain yeah. and describe? Uh- it's
2: the uh, yeah, Better Call Sandy. I actually designed it. Um, <laughs> it it's a knockoff it of Better Saul. Call Saul. You know yeah. the Breaking Bad spin-off show.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That is hilarious. It's an awesome shirt. appreciate.
2: It. So thank when- you. Yeah, we actually got like we had to get these taken down because I think the, the likeness was. Okay. I, I don't know if Peter Gallagher's team got us to take them down, but oh, yeah. So really? this is like a classic. Yes, yeah, so this is a vintage now. So oh
1: my gosh! Can't make I was them anymore. Gonna say, I feel like Peter would love that shirt.
0: <laughs> okay, so you do have some famous shirts. I think we should get if we can. We need the free Marissa shirts because yeah. it, that's coming up in, the, yeah. in season three, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna
2: say whatever you guys want, I can send it to you guys. <laughs> no big deal.
1: We uh, have our hook. And there's
2: also like uh, the Crab Shack. That's a big seller as That's well. awesome. That's awesome. So did you, when did you start your, your website? So I started in 2013 and it was just like a blogger blog. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was I was kind of going through a rough time. I didn't discover OC until 2010. Oh. So I started, I, I, wa- I started watching OC in 2010, got hooked. I think it was mainly the Brotherhood that drew me in, but then it was the drama and the comedy that, that basically made me stay. Um, just got hooked to it, man. It became super comforting to watch. Sort of felt like I was part of the family. And then basically, even, I, even if I was late to the game, I felt like I kind of owed something to the show, right? And around 2013, there wasn't any websites left at that point. So what I did was I tried to scrape as much as I could find from the old websites, a lot of research, mainly you know, going through archive.org, hmm. which is a website where you can go basically go to websites that aren't around anymore and scrape whatever I could find photos. A lot of the photos you're talking about were from that. Um, yeah, and I just started blogging for a while. Like it wasn't really getting any traction probably till like 2016 or so. Um, but yeah, I just had fun with it for the longest time. And then um, I hooked up with these guys. They're, they actually did one of the first um, OC podcasts. They're called Portland CA and we started, like, um, basically just working with those guys. They're, they're hilarious. They're great. Um, and that kind of brought the page a little bit more popularity. Not that they're huge or anything, but it was nice to actually, I guess, see people that were talking about the website and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just got, I just got bored one day, and I started to wanted to create a show mainly to archive the greatness of the show, uh, find those little tidbits, those hidden gems in there, and um, share them with the world so they don't get lost. I love it. Yeah,
0: that is so cool. Thank you for doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't been on the website for for a few months and from, you know, doing research for these podcasts, it's sometimes you just there's different places. There's a, there's one up, there's one website that does locations and your mm-hmm. website has all kinds of different things. Um, because it's hard to, you know, sometimes we don't, I like to find out about things, even though I was there, I don't know everything. There's no way we can know everything.
2: That's kind of why I called it everything, the OC because I knew it wouldn't be just one part of it, it wouldn't be locations. It would right. be sort of a combination of different variety of things. Um, but, yeah, I've had fun with it for sure. But as of late, I got a baby on the way. Aww. My wife, Anna. Yeah, my wife, Anna, and I have our first boy. His name's Avery. And things have slowed down like crazy, as you guys can probably relate. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, not don't go to the website because I haven't updated it in, like, a few months <laughs> <Okay>. now. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs>
0: That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for yes. your—, for your- yeah. Dedication. dedication yeah <laughs> and passion yeah, for sure. yeah. absolutely yeah
2: we love thank that. you guys this has been really fun to listen to on my commutes to work and back Aww. i work it and it's like an hour back hour hour there so oh great it helps oh, that's great. so yeah. awesome we have fun doing yeah. it we do so. thank you so you have a question for us i do uh, i don't think it's been asked yet but um i've been maini- mainly wanting to know this for a while. So when you guys heard that the show was ending, um, what was the overall like response and vibe on set? Did you guys know it was coming at, at the end of season three, or was it sort of a surprise? And how did you feel when it was announced?
0: Was it a surprise? Well, or did we know before we started filming season four? You might not. Well, yes, before we, you always know. Okay, so as a, as a, as a season ends, there's. You ha- um, there's something called the upfronts. <laughs> if you get invited to the upfronts, then you um, the show is coming back. So there was at some point when it was announced that we were coming back, but it was only for 16 episodes. They pretty much were told, and we talked to Stephanie about this. That I because I said, was there a chance it could have gone further? And she said, no. We knew for sure that the mm-hmm. show was only going to get the 16 episodes. I personally yeah. was highly disappointed. Uh, <laughs> so I think the the adults who had kids in school, school and such, we were yeah. like, we loved, I loved going to work. I know, I think some of the other actors were excited to move on.
1: I, well, for me, yeah. and I may have touched on this before, but at the time, during the fourth season, I was working on something else simultaneously. Because our show, they were so gracious to me. Um, I was working with Doug Lyman who who directed our pilot and they were just Fox and Bob DeLorenis and Josh and Stephanie, they were so gracious and um, I was doing po- two projects at once, but I do remember when I was back on the OC and it was like maybe the last episode and I was so sad. I remember sitting <laughs> on Adam <laughs> in his chair, like crying, you know, and and it was it was oh. really bittersweet, you know what I mean? And just saying goodbye to this time in so many ways. Um Yeah. Yeah, I remember feeling really sad that it was ending.
0: I had oh, I yeah. had many many dinners with Kelly and Peter over the like the past 17 years <laughs> when we all think like that was such a it was such a great gig. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, now as yeah. a
1: mom looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, you're in LA, you're home. Yeah. You know, especially for Mindy as we've been talking, you know, as we been doing this podcast, yeah. Because so you look at things from a different perspective? But yeah, it was it was sad when it ended for sure.
0: Yeah, but it, but I, I mean, when you're in your early twenties, you are excited to move on. And we've learned that I think Adam and Benamisha were they were looking forward to other things.
1: Yeah, and I was literally doing for something her. else, and you were too. And I continued filming it once the OC wrapped. I was still
0: working on this other project. Did you work on it through the f- season four? Yeah, Jumper.
1: Well, it took like two years. Oh, so yeah. Was that kind
2: yeah. of why they, Rachel, is that kind of why they moved you to like the college story? To kind of, because you weren't in the episodes actively at that point? Was that sort of give the freedom of character being sort of away? I'm where you sure could do that?
1: there were some intentional storylines that were written where I didn't. I think starting out in the fourth season, it was very like heavy on Summer's part, like, and and once. I believe Josh has said this, you know, when I was working on something else, they had to sort of write things where it would be believable if I wasn't in as much. and I think Taylor Townsend like autumn really stepped up and they wrote a lot of good mm-hmm. stuff for her. Um, so do I think you, it was a combination do
0: you remember did they did they did they schedule some of your college scenes together for different episodes? It wasn't like that, maybe. Uh, I
1: could see that happening. Cause you, yeah, they definitely oh, like yeah. they bent over backwards. I really feel mm. like they did for me, and I'm eternally grateful to this day. I mean that you know that was right. a big ask,
0: and yeah, most show, a lot of shows won't do. They that. won't
1: do it, and the fact they did that for me, I think, really spoke to like the relationships that were built during our time together, and how cool everyone was, and how I am a firm believer in showing up for your job and doing it well, you know, mm-hmm. and and sticking to that. So
0: yeah yeah well taylor thank you for your question do you have any other questions for us
2: oh of course i have so many questions um (laughs) well i didn't i'm gonna abuse this because i know you guys went over already but um actually i i live in nashville so when you guys were shooting i I ended up meeting chris carmack at one point yeah nice and i like because he performs and sings in real life like he was performing at this club like this was before you got involved. I think it was, like, season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I went to one of the shows. He announced it on his Facebook. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see this guy perform, see if he can actually sing. And he killed it. Like, he was awesome. But mm-hmm. uh, I made it a goal to, like, tell him, welcome to the welcome to Nashville, bitch. And uh, <laughs> I, I basically told him that. Yeah, he, surprisingly, it wasn't the first time, which I I don't know. It, was, it just kind of shows <laughs> you the cultural impact of the show.
1: For sure. Like, his
2: friends was, was telling him. and um and then the other elephant in the room probably is, you know, Ben McKenzie. Is he going to show up on the last episode or, or what?
0: <laughs> we don't know. We don't know the answer one. to that question. To
1: Ben. He's been so, we've been talking to Ben. He's the best. We love him dearly. He's very busy. He's doing a lot of cool things right now. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah.
1: So, he's we'll have crypto to crypto. Yeah. 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 He's got a show. He's got kids, yeah. family. He's all into this crypto. Currency stuff,
0: <laughs> I know, which isn't so good right now. anyway,
1: <laughs> yeah, but um,
0: we would love the door's always open for anybody who wants to be on on our podcast. yeah, but for um, sure. if it doesn't work out, that's okay. but if he it would be wonderful to have him. Taylor, thank you so much for your questions, and we appreciate the passion and the dedication. absolutely. Have a wonderful day.
1: Have a great day, and thank you, and your questions are awesome. Your website's awesome, and I <laughs> need that shirt. Yes. <laughs>
0: Hi, Sherry. Long time no see. I know. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being here.
1: You we're so excited to have you. It's my
0: pleasure and honor.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: thank you, Rachel. It's wonderful to meet you. You
0: too. So uh, for our listeners and everyone, this is Sherry Weiss. She is a, well, she has a popular website called Teen Drama Whore. <laughs> and we are just one of the many shows that she's a fan of of and um, a very, um, well, I guess you're an expert actually on all of the teen shows. And that's very impressive. <laughs> she, she's very sweet. So you, yeah. there's a lot of podcasts out there and you break down every podcast you, in the beginning you were doing it. I saw you were posting it and it was quite epic. And now you do it in a Twitter, um, you do it, I guess, on Twitter essentially, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I originally started Teendramahore.com back in 2008 when I was a college senior at Northwestern. Mm -hmm. I had an obsession with this genre and none of my close friends did. And so it got to the point where it felt like my head was going to explode if I didn't get these thoughts down on paper and meet fellow people. So I started this website and the name Just not meant to have a sexual connotation. It's like the same way, you know, Rachel, you might describe yourself as a clothes horse or (laughs) someone might say that they're a video game junkie. It's just my obsession. And I did it for a while and then took a break for a while and then brought it back amidst the pandemic. And my return to it um, happened to coincide with this trend to do rewatch podcasts and this nostalgia wave that we're having. And there's several that are related to the teen dramas. So when I started posting weekly reactions, there was just one. And then you guys entered the fray and it became two. And then a few months later, a third one debuted. And it became a lot to do them as (laughs) in-depth as I was in my daily posts. On top of a full-time job and everything else that I was attempting to do with teen drama whore. So I've done it on Twitter now instead. There's, I think, four rewatch podcasts all in the teen drama genre that I post my reactions to every week. And fortunately, I think you guys set the bar. Really?
0: She does. um, So 90210, my gosh. Is that what it's called? O M G. Nano OMG.
1: <laughs> and is that for the reboot of 90210 or the original? <laughs> the original, the one you like, Rachel. Ah. Oh. Yeah.
0: It's um it's, yeah, it's Jenny. Jenny Garth and-, and, Tori oh. and Tori. Oh,
1: oh okay. Wait, well, duh.
0: You were doing that one, and then we came on, and then um Drama Queens, yeah. One Tree Hill, and oh. then XOXO Correct. for Gossip Girl. Ah.
1: Exactly. You nailed it. Yeah, awesome. Yep. That's so cool. I know. Yeah,
3: so. We're just missing Dawson's Creek in there. So if anyone wants to give Katie Holmes a
1: call, yeah, like. I'm sure Michelle Williams, you know. But no, I follow
0: you on <laughs> Twitter, going on, right? Yeah, I follow you on Twitter, and, <laughs> and you, I'm
1: honored. But
0: but you also <laughs> reached out to me, and I I you 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 did a we did a thing together that you did for correct yes yes for um, charity yes
3: yes well. I first had the honor of interviewing you back in 2010 when you were on Nikita. Okay,
0: that's right. And
3: I kind of just snuck in there. You were doing a press for Nikita, and of course, I really wanted to talk to you about the OC. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, the CW was kind enough to arrange a phone interview for us. And then um, when I brought Teen Drama Horror back, I decided to make a... Um, I had a couple of goals, and one of them was philanthropic, and it was to support the charities that mean the most to teen drama stars and producers and writers and so forth, while at the same time providing an experience for my fellow teen drama whores that's really unique, and that is how often do you get to talk to the people behind your favorite shows? <laughs> so I started asking certain people to do Zoom chat with super fans. and the idea is that it's not meant to be you on a Zoom call with, you know, a hundred strangers, but you know, five people who really love the OC and can have an intimate conversation with you. And at the same time, I'm supporting um, a charity that you love. So I think we did it for
0: um,
3: SPLA for you, Melinda, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, we did that. And also, it was such a perfect thing to do during pandemic.
3: Yeah, it was a, a way to... That's kind of partially, I guess, what prompted me to bring teen drama horror back was, you know the dark days of the pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. by the fall of 2020, um, I needed something to lift me up. And I happened to be uh, speaking on a different podcast about the origins of the teen drama genre and how Beverly Hills, Nanotuno set the blueprint for all that followed. Mm -hmm. And when I finished recording that segment, I realized that I had so much more to say. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to say it. And so that motivated me to start writing again. And one of the first things I did in the first few months was I wrote out an apology essay to Josh Schwartz, where I apologized for, you know, not liking Gossip Girl at first and not, you know, seeing the phenomenon that it was going to become.
0: Oh, really? Well, oh, you're, wow. you're honest. I lo- I appreciate your constructive criticism. I mean, you know. what? I, mean, I know yeah.
1: I need a lot, so. <laughs> it's always appreciated.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Well, what I think makes you guys unique and when I say that you set the bar is that you are through and through truly a rewatch podcast. Mm -hmm. You're taking me through the episode start to end, and and that's what I want from a rewatch
0: podcast. Right.
1: Are you okay with a new format when we kind of just talk generally (laughs) about the entire episode, not by by scene? Yeah. You know, I,
3: I I do have a predilection for the scene by scene, but I like the way that you guys are doing it storyline by storyline because it's not preventing you from getting into deep analysis. Right. You're not just going on the surface level. You're not ignoring the storyline. You're not talking about a storyline for only two minutes. You're still giving everything the attention that it deserves,
1: even if it is not scene by scene.
0: That's very I go, helpful. I could go on and on and on and on and on.
1: Mindy does go on and on and on and on. <laughs> on. We love it, but there are times where we're like, okay, we have to get to the next scene. I see
0: that happen today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we give each other little nods well, here and, and there. And I've
0: learned, I mean, it's such a, I, I can repeat myself too. So, I've learned that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's from Orange County, in case you didn't
0: know. <laughs> really?
3: I had no idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think the greatest thing is like, I kept going, I'm the only one from the show that's from there. B.S. We've met so many yeah. people. Yeah. That are from Marguerite, Marguerite and um, Kayla Yule. Yeah. Well, she was born in Long Beach, but she Still, spent a lot of time counts. in Orange County. So, yeah. yeah. so.
3: But anyway. It was anyway. so interesting <laughs> hearing Marguerite's perspective on right. she grew what up, died and, for yeah. her as being realistic and not.
0: Right. Right. Has there been anybody that we've had that— Was there one of our episodes, or one of our podcast episodes, that just you appreciated the most or liked the most?
3: Well, you know, having— Tate on twice has been wonderful. Peter in the very beginning, the two-parter with Adam. Mm-hmm. I think what's most surprised me it has been the two installments with Michael Cassidy because I had no idea he was so gregarious because that's not Zach, right? And no. so as someone who's never personally dealt with him, I had no idea that was his personality. He's pretty and wonderful. It was such a delight yeah. to
1: find that out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I we know. love
1: our Cassidy.
0: We need him as a third as a Yeah, we're host. like,
1: can you just be our third co-host, please? We just need <laughs> (laughs) you hear always (laughs) but that's how he is and working with him is just as fun he's just the best well you have a a specific question for us right
3: yeah yeah I have one related to the podcast and one about the genre if we have time yeah sure so first I was wondering how how has doing this podcast changed how you view the OC and what's the impact been on the friendship that
0: you two share (laughs) well has it changed for you or is it your first impression
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty much a first impression for me watching the show, uh, for sure. But the best part is, is like, we do get to hang out all the time. And Mindy, even back when we were working, has always been one of my absolute favorites. Like, the coolest person, uh... But yeah, getting this time with you has just been so fun. I'm already thinking like, wait, what's going to (laughs) happen? When we're done with season four, I still have to see you every week somehow. Um, So that's been really nice. But yeah, watching the show for the first time for me has been a really cool perspective. And I think I've spoken that it's been emotional at times, like in the beginning. But now I'm used to it. Now I'm just like, ah, what now? What's happening? (laughs) But yeah, it's been a really great
0: experience. Just know you're going to cry. Yeah. Uh, You know Um, I'm going to cry. I, first of all, doing a podcast, it to, it was definitely, I think, out of my comfort zone. It was a new skill. It's a new medium. There was, there's no formula. There was no training. There was no, we literally, when we say rehearse on camera, we rehearsed on the mic. <laughs> and, you know, in the beginning, it felt like, what do we say? What do we talk about? Like, we didn't, we didn't really know. I mean, obviously, I think it got better and all of, you know, because I'm a per- perfectionist. I want to say every bit of dialogue correctly, but there was, but that... But and when I wing you, it. <laughs> but when you're a perfectionist, you really miss out on a moment to moment. So it taught me, it's really a life lesson doing this. And the most rewarding thing, and I've said this before, is reconnecting with people. Mm-hmm. And Rachel and I, it's been a long time. So, I mean, it was like, we spent, we're like this, we were like this on set mm-hmm. when we worked together. But also, but now we've also been able to kind of dissect what's what happened in our lives because of the podcast and like mm-hmm. and we're it's like this with this shared experience of what it's like to do what we do for a living and be moms and navigate you know we just before this I was like you know Rach life is hard <laughs> she goes yeah it is <laughs> and so it's I mean I think one of the things that people you find out is that we're not alone in this world and we're all going through something mm-hmm. similar and that's that like a it's it's just nice to I don't know. It, it's just it's been so super fun, and I couldn't imagine doing this with anybody else because yeah. because there's a certain amount of like flexibility and easy and go with the flow. Kind and Mindy of thing. is like
1: the most easygoing, always was, you know, person, and you really need that. You need to just be like able to just be chill.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, when to Yeah, when when not to react, when to react, and also. The, it's really important not to take ourselves too seriously, yeah. right? Because we're going to say things that don't make people happy or we can't we can't satisfy everyone. And everybody wants something different. And we can't give that to everyone. Mm-hmm. So we can only do what, what makes us feel good in the moment. Right. Yeah. So, is that a good answer? <laughs>
3: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. My other question was, you know, you mentioned some of the other podcasts that, that one of them is Drama Queens, which is all about One Tree Hill. And a few times now, the actresses on that podcast have said that because they were airing at the same time as The O.C., in fact, they premiered just weeks after you guys, that they were getting pressure for their show to be more sexy in order Whoa. to compete with The O.C. So I was wondering if from your perspective, was there ever any comparison, competition, or rivalry between these two teen dramas that were targeting the same demographic at the same time period?
0: Well, I can only imagine, and this is just speculation. If you're on set and you're told from your writers, producers, directors, or somewhere in the atmosphere of your own set that we're doing it this way because we're competing with a with another show, then I Mm -hmm. guess that's their reality. I don't remember having being told that Josh Josh was beating to his own drum and just trying because (laughs) he'd never done it before, and because he formed this show more like Freaks and Geeks and So-Called Life. That's why I know you. Mm -hmm. when I say, oh, it's, you know, of course things were done in 90210. I know you (laughs) like... But he does, I mean, I think he beat to his own drum. So I don't think he was pressured to do... I, 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 I don't remember hearing that on our side. Do you?
1: No, but when we were— There's a net. Sorry. <laughs> when we were up against Friends, I definitely got the note they needed a little more Joey from me. So I tried to apply that. Whoa. I was,
0: <laughs> yo, I was like, she's— <laughs> I, I was waiting for the butt um bump and I believed you for a second. I'm an actress, Mindy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you are
1: no. I'm actually not at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that One Tree Hill, but One Tree Hill felt more wholesome. I, I never. I don't know. I wasn't like you know, watch every episode, whatever. But it seemed like
0: right. So let me ask you a question because it's so. It, and I sure. hate this. Was the OC sexy to you as a viewer?
1: At they, times they portrayed you know, at Marissa. Times, but right. I don't think as sexy for sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, certainly, even though Marissa's uncomfortable the first time that she sleeps with Luke, there's certainly very provocative imagery in that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Um, you can say that, you know, Summer taking off her shirt for for, mm. for Seth and, like, having the appearance that she's topless, even oh, though, you yeah.
0: know, it it scenes
3: that you're not really.
0: Isn't it interesting re-watching this show now? I guess Mm -hmm. when we think about Euphoria or some of these contemporary shows, it's nothing compared to that. So um, I I didn't watch One Tree Hill all the way through at the time. I remember Mm -hmm. seeing a little bit of it, so I didn't necessarily...
3: I think everything is a reflection of its own time period. So you're pushing the boundaries for your own time. So when you watch Beverly Hills 90210 today, particularly the first two seasons, it feels very dated Mm. before they get into some serialized things that, you know, the love triangles that are going to stay with us for eternity. Can I ask you something? But
1: they pushed a lot of boundaries, of course. So you listen, obviously, to the 902101. Has Jenny Garth, have they ever addressed— I've talked about this. Have they ever addressed how they gave up who Dylan picks in the commercial right before it aired? Has that ever been addressed?
3: It's funny that you asked that because that's actually what they're covering right now, the (laughs) storyline that they're covering. So literally, um, last week's episode, yeah, last week's episode was the episode where Dylan chooses Kelly and they tell Brunt at the end and she says, I hate you both, never talk to me again and walks off that iconic scene And she has, I don't think there's any sense of like what promos were airing at the time and things like that. I think it was, you know, you didn't have the internet back then, right? Message boards were barely in their infancy in 1993. So they were just, I think, very plugged into the work and had, you know, minimal awareness of fan reaction or commercials or things Mm -hmm. like that. Right. And so the conversation today has, has actually more focused on, does she think, What, Kelly and Dylan was okay, and she doesn't. And, you know, how does she feel about Brenda and things like that? But, you know, getting back to the question of, like, was the OC sexier? I think everything was sexy for its time. One Tree Mm. Hill had plenty of sexy scenes. You know, Mm. early on in its first few episodes, you know, a character gets into the back seat of um, a boy's car and removes her top and then removes her bra. And so that... That was steamy for its time, and some would say that it's still steamy today, but I do agree with you when you say that there's this wholesome factor. Mm-hmm. So I would say that the OC and Beverly Hills 90210 have more in common and that it's California glam, right? It's mm-hmm. this, a little bit of a hidden reality, a peek behind the curtain of the lifestyles of the rich and famous, whereas Dawson's Creek and Winter Hill are about to, supposed to be about these small towns. And these people kind of in the middle of nowhere, this fictional Cape Side, Massachusetts, and this fictional tree hill, North Carolina, which in reality were the same location in Wilmington, which mm-hmm. happens to be where I live in oh, Wilmington, no way. North Carolina. I um, love Wilmington. Yeah, I we moved shot the here. a Dixie pilot there. The pilot here. I know. If you ever want to come back and get drinks, I mean, on some <laughs> all day. <things>.
1: So, <laughs> such a charming town. Yeah, I will take but, you up on yeah, it. Yeah. So, there was,
3: it is. So there were these, uh, there's this dichotomy between the two California shows and I think the two East Coast shows and if we exclude Gossip Girl from that mix, then, you know, some people think that the Wonder Hill and the Dawson's Creek maybe feel more down to earth and real, even though they have plenty of moments of heightened reality and things that are not realistic. Right. Right.
0: Let's not forget that that the OC was on Fox just as 90210 was. And this was picked up Mm -hmm. as Fox's New 90210, right? Where Josh has and the
1: CW had a different, you know, vibe at the time, yeah. And and not
3: even that, it was the WV when One Tree Hill first
1: started, so it was even more of a
3: family friendly network at that time. And was Dawson's Creek, it wasn't until it switched to this, yeah. Sorry, so they actually finished, uh, so Dawson's Creek finished airing in May of 2003. You premiered in August of 2003 and then Mm. One Tree Hill premiered in September
0: of 2003. Wow. Right. Right, Because Chad Michael Murray was up for the role of Ryan and he chose One Tree Hill over this, apparently. Is that right? Supposedly. Yeah. Is that true? Isn't that true? That's That's the rumor. That's been
3: said for many years that he had played, you know, kind of the bad boy-ish character on Gilmore Girls and his recurring role on Dawson's Creek. He was kind of a player-type character, and it was, um, has been reported over the years that he kind of wanted to play the good guy for a change. And on One Tree Hill, there were, you know, two brothers, and one is kind of the good guy and the bad guy, and he was offered the bad guy in addition to the whole Ryan Atwood possibility, and he opted to go with the good guy on
1: One Tree Hill. Yeah, there you go. Well, this has been very informative. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But
3: but thank you so much. I don't call myself a
1: teen drama
0: whore. Fair enough.
3: Fair enough. You
0: fit the bill, Sherry. (laughs) Yes, you do.
1: But it's been so (laughs) awesome having you you on. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Your questions and everything else you do. It's very, very cool.
0: And once, yes, thank you. uh, um, Just like our other guests that we spoke to. Thank you for your passion and dedication. And, it, and keeping the shows alive. And we have so much fun doing this. So um, thank you for yeah. being here. Thank you. Thank you
3: for the invitation. Yeah. You know, if talking about these shows could be my full-time job, <laughs>
0: I would do that. So. Right. That's like
1: me with The Bachelor.
0: <laughs> That's what you need to do. You CG. Ooh, the oh, The Bachelor. Yeah. CG, let's do it. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> and congratulations
3: think- on CG's graduation. Aww. Oh,
0: thank you. Oh, my gosh. it's So what a wonderful day. Yes, that's so cool. And she's a grad. She's an College adult. grad. Yay.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. And it's so nice to meet you.
0: And it's great to see you. Computer. You too. But thank yes, you.
1: yes. I'll look you up if I'm in <laughs> Wilmington.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Thanks. Thanks, Sherry. Bye,
1: guys. Bye.
0: That is the end of our show.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review Welcome to the OC Bitches wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. Bye, bitches. Bye.